Hello, it's Sarah here. I'm so glad you are listening to the Heart to Heart Outreach Podcast. One of my greatest passions is ministering to women, creating a space where they can learn from others and ultimately becoming the women God has made them to be. This message you are about to hear will surely do that for you. Why not share it with a friend as you grow together in Jesus? I'm going to be doing a video today uh, that relates to domestic violence again. And, uh, you know, I'm doing this because uh, domestic uh, violence or violence against women, especially. I'm just going to mention uh, three types of uh, abusive personalities or personality traits or characteristics. So I'm going to take one of them, as I said, which is triangulation. Uh, when you get into a relationship with a narcissist, unbeknown to you in the beginning is that your purpose and only purpose in the relationship is to make them feel good about themselves. Narcissism, uh, the definition of is the pursuit of gratification from vanity or egoistic admiration of one's idealized self-image and attributes. When they realize that you are unable now to fulfill them, uh, they seek to go out and, and seek for uh, to augment whatever little you are still giving them. And then they don't get rid of uh, the significant other. No, they don't have the guts to do that. They will keep the significant other and the little that the significant other is still giving them, they will uh, still make do with it. But then they go out to, to look for more. That's when triangulation comes into play. It's one of the defense, uh, the, the mechanisms, psychological mechanisms that they use to as, as an abuse. They don't do this uh, like thinking that I'm, I'm just going to triangulate to abuse them. It is all about their need and they know it's painful to the other person. They know that, but they can't help it. They've got to do it just so they can fulfill that void. They are compelled by the need of the void to do what they know is damaging the other person. They just can't help it. So now they are going to look for other people. That's when cheating comes into play. Uh, they can do it even with anyone. They can do it if it's a work situation, they do it with other colleagues. They can, if they are the boss, they would, you know, be doing it with their employees. If they are whatever leader in whatever sector of, of life, they will be doing it with those that are under them. You know, uh, if it's relatives, they will be doing it with their relatives. If it's, it's, it's within the family, uh, for example, they are a parent, they will be triangulating uh, their wife with, with the children or the children with the wife or uh, is a mess. And... Um, and this kind of behavior sometimes can even uh, uh, become uh, sexual because they are so compelled to fill in the void, to get those good traits, to fill them, to drown the negative traits that they have, these damaging, negative, horrible traits that they have. They have to drown them. And then drowning them is getting the good traits from other people. So they are desperate because their psyche cannot live on uh, with this negative, horrible traits that they have, you know. So they have to get that. And then 
whichever way that the person that seems to have the what they need once uh, 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 if if maybe they feel like for me to get this person then i have to have a sexual relationship with them that's what they are going to do whether they are married or not whether they have someone steady or not in their relationship they will have to do that just so they can get what that person can give them so there are no boundaries when it comes to their need they can do anything and they can do these behaviors with anyone and that's why in this type of uh, uh, personality uh, there's a lot of incest and i will do a video uh, next time that you know will cover the origin and uh, the relationship between the, the family dynamics anyway i will do a video just for that uh, there's a lot of in incest happening because the boundaries are blurred because uh, if it's in a family, for example, let's say one of the parents is, is, is bound to be a narcissist. For that person to be a narcissist, one of the caregivers is bound to have been a narcissist or to be a narcissist. So that parent or caregiver raised this person in a way that you exist to fulfill me. So this person grew up knowing that their job is to fulfill the caregiver or the parent. And it went on sometimes with the boundaries so blurred to a point that the child sometimes will be placed in a place of a spouse by their mother or maybe if it's a man their father and then the child find themselves having to cater even sometimes in the midst of wanting to extract whatever they need having to become to fulfill even uh, duties that are supposed to be fulfilled by the person's spouse. It's, it's so bled that anything can happen as long as at the end of the day they will get what they need for the void. It's very scary, it's very deep and it's serious and it exists. We see it in psychiatry and the normal average people out there, they don't know. When you come across this type of a person, you have come across a huge, huge thing. It's not a baby thing. Things happen in this type of families that no one will wanna know. So, um, seeking more attention from outside often lends the narcissist at difficult places with other people and their own partner. They are bound to flat. They lead people of the opposite sex or in some cases even the same sex on, making them think they are in love with them when they really know deep down that what they want and like about the person is what that person can give them. They take away the turmoil from within them temporarily, but at least they get to feel good for that little time. And they would rather stay with that, no matter how little the time is, as long as they did get a feel good, you know, through that person. So. The narcissist will find themselves chasing this. It's like a drug. They chase it. They chase this good feeling. And if they can't get it from you, they will go out and find someone that can give it to them. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what it will do to the relationship. It doesn't matter whether the relationship is a business or it's ministry or it's a, 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 a spouse or they don't care. It's relatives, they don't care. As long as they can get what they need just to feel good for that time 
you know, the aftermath, they, they, will, they will just have to come, they will move on and look for someone else. It's not a, a problem. So they now will hop from person to person, as I mentioned uh, uh, this uh, before, and then they end up really having multiple uh, partners or girlfriends. And it's solely top, uh, 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 it, it, it is solely, to, uh, uh, um, they end up really um, having uh, no one really that they can um, have a, a, a meaningful relationship with because they get discovered. I can tell you they get discovered. The red flags will always be there and they get left all the time. They get ditched. They get, I mean, kicked out of people's lives and they just carry on like that. And, and you know, they can tell you that so-and-so is a friend. It's not a friend, it's an acquaintance. They don't have deep, you know, emotional heart connection friendships. They don't. It's just an acquaintance and the other person is just tolerating them in many ways. They end up with these multiple people, as I said, and then they don't, they don't get rid of any of them. The reason why they don't get rid of, of any of them, they end up with a, you know, this train of, of uh, train coach full of people that they are associating themselves with. And it can even be you know, sexually associating with these people. In most cases it is, you know, and then they will have all these uh, people, multiple uh, relations, people with, uh, that they have uh, these sexual relations with. And then they keep them there. They don't, when they hop to another person, they don't get rid of the, the last person. Unless the last person is the one that initiates uh, the, the, the leaving. If the, if, the, if the other person stays, then the narcissist leaves them there. So they call it a, a, a harem garage. That's where they put these people in. They create an unseen, invisible garage. That's, they put all these people in there. And they get them, get them out uh, at random when they, they have a need. When they know that uh, such and such a need, so and so is good at doing that. Uh, the last time they didn't do it good, but this time I'm desperate, I don't have anybody. So they go into that, in, in that garage and get that person who will uh, give them a little bit just to make them feel good in that particular area. And they'll keep on doing that with all those people. And then when they are getting something better somewhere, they forget about those people. They can forget about those people for six months or so, but they haven't left them. They put them in that garage. Then they will uh, be busy with the new person that they found that is uh, kind of like at the time is, uh, uh, seems to be fulfilling them a little bit. Then when that person also runs out, because they will run out, when they, that person runs out, then that's and uh, maybe leaves, let's say they leave, then they come back to the garage. They now think, oh, so-and-so can do this for me. So that's how they function. And that's the reason why they are promiscuous in most cases. Uh, they are cheaters. They do this so they can have something to fall back on when, you know, the, the, the need uh, it, it becomes so much that they, they you know, they, they can collapse and just shatter in, in, in their psyche. So they have to have somewhere where they can fall back on to, to get uh, fulfillment in whatever area that they need, you know. So 
As I mentioned that the panic of having to face their empty true self makes the narcissist desperate to a point where they lack, they lack boundaries as to who they can triangulate with. Anyone will do for the narcissist. Any person. I did mention this uh, 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 before. And in and, 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 and most cases, the common one is that um, with, with the significant other, they, they take the significant other's friends. So anything that belongs to the significant other belongs to them, in their psyche, that is. So if you have a friend, that friend is their friend. And that friend is their friend. It's like that friend is you. So whatever they do with you, whatever, I mean whatever, the word whatever, they do with you. They see fit to do with your friend. Because you and your friend, in their in their um, sick psyche, I would have to say, or damaged psyche, I would have to say, they see you as the same as your friend. They see you as the same as them because you are their friend. So there's nothing different between you and them. You are not a separate person. And then they don't see you as a separate person to your friends. That's why whatever they do with you, they see fit to do with your friends. So if they need sexual favors, it's very easy for them to approach your friend. And that's when triangulation comes. And most people discover what type of person the narcissist is when this type of behaviors now come into play. According to the narcissist, they don't see themselves doing anything wrong because their twisted thinking is that you are the same as your friend. Whatever I do with you, I can do with your friend. I don't know what's wrong with you. They, that's how they see it, you see. They are, their mind is so twisted. And sometimes, uh, one psychologist said, in group, um, they had a, uh, the, 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 the significant other uh, went to seek help. And then the significant other was like an empath who still believed in the narcissist and thought they can sort it out and, you know, work the uh, work um, uh, to 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 bring the relationship back to normal and then they sought help and then the the uh, psychotherapist said okay bring your husband then and then uh, uh, let's have a a couple's uh, counseling so in the couple's counseling the the uh, wife is saying which is the victim is saying uh, you went and did this with my friend and i i, I found that outrageous and then the, 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 the psychotherapist said, the, the, the narcissist then said, ah, I thought you care and love me so much that whatever makes me happy will make you happy. <laughs> Can you see how twisted their thinking is? Just because what they were getting from the wife's friend was making them feel good. They think that the wife is there to make them feel good. So whatever makes them feel good doesn't have to uh, be bad for the wife. The wife has to be happy for them that now they are feeling good. I don't care what makes them feel good. I don't care how they got to feel good. I don't care how damaging it is to me and how painful it is to me. As long as they feel good, I am happy. They expected that from their wife. The psychotherapist said they were shocked to the core. And then they said, no, that's not normal. It's not normal. No, no, 
No spouse can allow that. It's not allowed in normal life. And the poor narcissist with eyes popping out was surprised how that can really be an issue because the main thing is that I'm happy and I feel like your existence is to make me happy. And then why are you now you know, having a problem when I'm happy all of a sudden? You see, that's the twisted thinking. That's why we say these people are not well. They need help. But unfortunately, they never get to seek help. That's the unfortunate part of it. So uh, I'm going to mention a few twisted thinking that we get in a, 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 a narcissistic uh, relationships. They treat relationships as transactions. They are in it for personal gain. It can be for anything they need, money, beauty, status, open doors, reputation. And in most cases, people who are empathic, empathic with beautiful virtues that the narcissist uh, lacks. I, I mentioned that before. Narcissists learn to avoid getting deep with their feelings at a very early age. I mentioned that as well. And they threw their true self away uh, between the ages of uh, some say 0 to 12, some say 5 to, to 12. But, you know, they are stuck at a mental age of 12. A man of 50 is thinking like a 12-year-old. And they will believe, sorry, they will behave and they will do life the same way a 12-year-old would. When they become adult in a setting, they are faking because they have uh, uh, they have been studying how adults behave and they are very good at faking remember they know now that they are abnormal so they have to find a way of of of, of existing with people of their age so they fake and then and then but they can't keep on faking forever that's why the red flags are always coming up but in reality you are dealing with a 12 year old that's the reason why they think your friend is their friend and if they sleep with you they can sleep with your friend that's what they do and they don't see anything wrong in that that's a narcissist and uh, uh, i did mention that they um, love with their cognitive cognition they don't love uh, from emotions they don't love from the heart and that's why they can't really connect and they can't even see that you are hurting. When you are hurting because of something that they did, they can't relate to that. They, can't, they, they, they are surprised what, what, what's hurting you because they are like, they are not human. If you look at it, it's like they are not human. They can't even see that something that they did or said or, or whatever it is, is hurting the other person. They just can't feel it that way. They may pretend and say sorry, but they are not saying sorry from their mind. It's not, you know, coming from deep down like you and me. You know, if I hurt you and I wasn't aware and you come to me and tell me that, Sarah, when you said this, I, you know, I was really hurt. I wasn't happy. I'm going to feel so sorry. I'm going to feel so bad. I'm going to feel really, really hurt myself now, you know, that I hurt you. You know, and then I will apologize from deep down and I will make sure that I don't do that again because when I do that, you get hurt. But with the narcissist, they will repeat the same thing. Why? Because they don't really see 
why what they are doing can really hurt you. They don't. They can't see another person's needs. The narcissists have enmeshed relationships. Enmeshed relationships are, oh, I did mention, actually, I mentioned this. When they see you as an extension of themselves, yeah, when they picked you up out of the nine billion people, let's say, you know, they saw you as that imaginary fairy tale soulmate that they are looking for. Remember that they always look for the best of the best. They put themselves at that highest pedestal. They see themselves as very important more than anybody else. So whatever is theirs has to be at that level. So now they see you now as them because they are up there. So you have to also be up there where they are. So the minute they have categorized you as being that person who measure, measure up for where they are at, then you are now enmeshed. They don't see you as a separate person. I mentioned that. And you are now becoming one. And they will do things and expect things from you that uh, 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 are supposed to benefit them. They will expect those things without saying a word. Most of the time, they won't tell you that I need you to do this. They will expect you to sniff it and know without them saying something. The reason is they now take you as one with them. You are one, like one, one mind. So if they have this thought and they have this need and they have this plan or they have this in their mind, they expect you to have that also and pick that up without them saying anything. If you don't, you will be punished like nobody's business. You will pay for not picking that up with your mind. You have to be a psychic with a narcissist. You have to know what they want. You have to know what they think. You have to know what they are up to without them telling you. If you fail, you will be punished. You will be devalued. You will be criticized. You will be belittled. You will be insulted. And most of the time they will do it publicly, you know, making a spectacle of you and making themselves look better at your expense. That's how the abuse is, is carried on. The examples that I can give of uh, how they think that way, uh, in a twisted way of uh, having enmeshed you with them, thinking that you are them, you are not a, a separate individual, is uh, in cases where, for example, let's say a, a bad day, they will have a bad day. They expect you to remember that. They expect you to do something about it, send cards or throw a party, buy them presents and stuff like that, which is normal. You know, uh, you know, people in relationships do that. But when it's your birthday, they don't even, even mention a word of it. And then let alone buy a card. The reason is they have enmeshed you with them. Only one person exists. And guess what? It's only the narcissist that exists. The significant other doesn't exist. So they take you, they enmesh you with them, and then the two of you become one person. But that one person is the narcissist. So everything that pertains to the narcissist will be taken care of. Anything that pertains to the significant other is buried in, in the grave. So... For example, you have a, 
a loss and then they don't want to know they don't even want to know if you deal with that maybe you have to go and uh, cater for you know let's say it's a burial you have to go there travel and do stuff like that there they resent you for leaving them to go and bury your own relative or you know whether it's a parent or what they resent you for having left them and went and did that for your for your significant other but if it comes to them same thing they lose a, a loved one they want you to come to go all out and do everything that is required in that loss and uh, to, to, to do with that and then you know it's just how it is that they don't see you as, as a separate person they see you as one person with them that's just how twisted their thinking has become and that's why they ended up seeing this as a psychiatric disorder that needs treatment and the only treatment is psychotherapy and it's long because they have to reverse the way they think the way they see things the way they see other people the way they do life they have to reverse all that and 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 recognize that the, the, the mind, their mind has to recognize that they are not 12 years old anymore. They are now 50. They need to behave like a 50-year-old behaves. So, you know, this is uh, one of them. And uh, the third one is um, they treat people in relationships as a means to an end. It is the same as transactional. I did say that, uh, you know, transactional. It's uh, like they come to you because you are going to cater for them. You are going to give them something. They don't come to you. They, 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 in the beginning, I did say they do pretend. They come like a normal person would come. They approach like a normal person would approach. And they fool these uh, people. Uh, these people think they have met uh, somebody that they can do life with. They have met, um, you know, boyfriend or whoever, a mate, because of the way they are uh, behaving at, in the beginning. And it's all a pretense. And deep down, they know their personality is that of wanting somebody in their lives to meet a need in their lives. That's all. That's your purpose, is to meet a need. And if you come with a, a mind of wanting a normal relationship, of just being there for each other, you are going to be shocked to the core because you are not going to get that. You are going to get to be, a, a, you are going to service them in a way. But you don't need servicing. They need servicing. So that's, that's what it is. And then, you know, it's a transactional. And the needs, uh, the, the, the purposes are different as well, different with, um, you know, um, individual narcissists. Sometimes it could be that it's someone who loves money and then you are loaded. So they get you because they know you will cater for that need of money. Sometimes it's somebody who's got a reputation and they need to be in that limelight. 
so they will get you so that they can get to uh, be in that limelight sometimes it's uh, because you are knowledgeable in an area of need uh, in their lives they get you so that you can cater in that area of of knowledgeable sometimes you have skills and talents and gifts that they need for them to succeed remember that these people are about success their success success they are about um, you know flying high and you know winning and everything else that the power and 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 gain it's all about about that so if you have anything that will take them to those uh, destinations then you become a target they target you but the purpose is not because they love you the purpose is they can love remember they don't have that ability so the purpose is that you can come and make them go to the level that they want to go because you have what it takes to take them there that's all and when the people realize that this is the reason why this person came to me then it has them obviously that you know they didn't know that they they were to serve a purpose they thought they were getting into a relationship and the, the narcissist had they can't get into a relationship they don't have that ability all they know is that they need people they treat people as tools you know people as objects uh, to to use you know for to meet to meet their their need most victims of narcissistic abuse are very good they are unassuming people with gentle spirits and love deeply and sincerely that's what i said you know and this is uh, people like the empath and also the codependent they love but uh, the codependent is um very much more a bit more troubled and um they really also came from a very uh, troubled childhood and um, uh, i will talk about this in the next video and explain a little bit of you know um, the the difference uh, between the narcissist and the codependents because they both come from troubled uh, backgrounds as children but then one went the way of the codependents and the other one went the way of the narcissist i will uh, you know you need a, a video a teaching uh, by itself uh, to, to to go through this but both of them are a bit troubled but the empath is just this nice person that, that's just nice they may have experienced you know childhood issues but they you know they are just nice they are not that very damaged they are functional they can do things they don't need people like the codependence needs people to serve to to be that's why they need the narcissist to be but the empath can live without the narcissist they can live without anyone they can cater for themselves but they just get hooked with the, the the narcissist because they think they can heal the narcissist they think they can get the narcissist to a better place you know which they can't because this person is gravely damaged they need uh, you know professional uh, and long term professional help for them to come out of that hole so i think we have come uh, uh, to the end of what i had for you today and as i said um i will uh, do this because i think we need to really talk about things like this we are not going to be silent anymore we are going to call a spade a spade because a spade is a spade so we are going to bring this awareness to you and i um, uh, just you know i feel like i'm called to women because women are the ones that are experiencing abuse 
abuse in a, a, a large proportion uh, of, of numbers as opposed to men. Men do get it, but I haven't really come across a man, personally, a man that has gone through abuse so far. It's always been women because they, they do come for help and sometimes they come because they've been so damaged that they have a psychiatric uh, condition. And then when they tell you the story, the background, then you pick up that mm -mm, there, there is abuse here. Then you discuss with them and you advise them that, you know, we have, we, we, we think you need to address this trauma that happened in your life. And this is how you can do it. We can help you in this way. Then we refer them to the specialist. So I will be addressing this. I will uh, do videos uh, of the cycles of uh, uh, that happened in a, in a narcissistic relationship. There are three cycles uh, uh, that happens in a narcissistic relationship. And uh, I will also uh, discuss um, the, 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 the other uh, mechanisms. I only talked about triangulation. I touched a little bit on uh, projection, but there are so many, uh, I think about nine or so, uh, you know, the, 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 the mechanisms that they use that are abusive. Uh, to to the partners, so we will take maybe uh, take them maybe in threes and 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 discuss them and just so you you have knowledge and then you can uh, you can recognize red flags because these people out there they pretend they have mastered uh, the, and copied the good people's traits and characteristics and they display them out there and even their acquaintances they don't know them until the victim or the targeted person uh, speaks that's when even their acquaintances will say oh we didn't know that this person is like this that's how good they are uh, to hide it so we will do uh, videos as we go just to educate one another and then so people don't fall into wrong hands one other thing is that i heard is that some narcissists they are very quick in rushing into marriage uh, because they, they they want to marry you before you recognize who they are because they know that uh, red flags will come they know that by now they are an adult they know they've been given feedback so they know they have this bad personality so they will quickly marry this woman before the woman discovers who they are so you know that's one red flag as well if someone meets you and they are very quick they want to marry you today after meeting you you know today so that's it's just uh, something that is a red flag what, what why are they rushing what, what are they after you know uh, yeah so you, you you need to we need to know these red flags the signs the telltale signs so that we can avoid them you know and then and and then and then and then go in and tell others you know people need to know people need to know that there are these things and then also uh, the, the narcissists themselves, they choose not to get help. But then if they choose not to get help, then unfortunately they will just die alone. They will just be that type of a person that will really be lonely for life and, and, and die alone without having had a proper life uh, as a human being. So thank you for listening. And, uh, you know, um, uh, my book is still there. As we know, a journey of a, a thousand miles um, begins with one step it's still there it's on amazon and it's on my website uh, uh, www and on that uh, uh, web page you can uh, access uh, uh, a place where you can uh, make a purchase of my book and then in the book i have also touched on narcissism but i 
I didn't go uh, that very deep. And, uh, you know, it, I, I'm passionate about this because I also experienced, uh, you know, uh, uh, this type of, 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 of abuse. Uh, and then I stayed in it because I'm an empath and I thought that I could help the person. But, you know, um, I realized late, uh, not late, you know, you know, luckily I didn't get into legal arrangements, you know, like marriage. So, you know, things happened and my eyes opened when I was still free. So it was easy for me to just pull out. And when I realized what was going on and when I convinced myself that you are not going to help this person, this person needs uh, organized psychological um, uh, specialized uh, therapy. You can't do anything with this person whatsoever. So I had to convince myself that, no, I'm not the one to help them. They need uh, people with uh, more skills than I am. And uh, I just had, have to call it a day. So I'm passionate about this because I also have a personal experience in it. And yeah, so as I said, yeah, do purchase the book. And uh, I'm writing another book. Um, but this one is going to be specific in this area of, uh, you know, helping women with this kind of thing. Uh, we have a lot of this uh, uh, happening today. And unfortunately, some women get killed a lot, especially young women. They get killed um, you know, in this kind of relationship. So, yeah, uh, this is it now. And uh, thank you for listening. And uh, do purchase my book because uh, it will help me help others as well. So I'm not just doing this. Uh, my aim is to really come to that place where, uh, you know, I, I, I will help others, you know. And it takes finances to help others. You know, it doesn't take talking like I'm talking now. Sometimes it takes finances to help others and there is help and the other help is that you can go on youtube and there are good people there that i got help from you know uh, on youtube that are specializing in this area of narcissism and uh, you know um, people like dr dr carter uh, you know and and dr ramani i find them very helpful really dr ramani is a clinical psychologist actually and uh, Dr. Carter is a, 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 a psychotherapist. Very, very, um, a, you know, a wealth of knowledge from these people that you can gain, you know, knowledge and just know what you are dealing with and read yourself of thinking that you can help anybody. You can't help a narcissist. They need a specialized, you know, uh, help that uh, uh, people like you and me, we, we, we just can't help them. So if you are an empath and you think you are going to heal this person, you are just fooling yourself. You will end up being uh, buried yourself alive. So it's good to, to get this help. And sometimes you can go to A&E. Myself, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, a psychiatric uh, mental health nurse and uh, I'm based in A&E. So these people, when they come, they ask to see mental health people. And that's us. And then uh, they come up with, a, you know, a little bit of a whatever they are feeling.
but then they don't even know that you know the the, the cause is domestic violence that they were they were exposed to and then we it's our job to assess uh, what they are telling us take what they are telling us and pick up you know things uh, in there and say no there is abuse here advise the person and refer them on to people like dr c uh, dr carter and um, you know um, obviously uh, psychologists so every area has these people every area has a trauma-based uh, um, uh, service and then you know uh, people can be sent there so if you don't know what to do, you can go to A&E and just ask to see mental health people. Then they can uh, facilitate. Our job is to facilitate where you need to go to get the proper help. So thank you for listening. And it's been a, a, a great time having you here and, and listening. And please do uh, purchase the book. And uh, let's, let's help one another as women. And uh, maybe someday I will do one about men uh, uh, I will I will see what I can do. Bye.